Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. It's just one of those undercooked elements of this movie, of which it feels like there are many. Like, this is shoddily put together. It feels hasty. Like, this is first draft material to me. Hmm. Okay. Well, moving on then to what do we think about Chris Messina's will? He's fine. He's a bit underused in in this. Like, I I like this actor a lot. I've seen him in a bunch of things. He's always pretty reliable. He doesn't have much to do in here except not want to communicate with his daughters and also not believe them when push comes to shove. Well, exactly, which is what makes them susceptible to the boogeyman. (laughs) I thought you said it was the trauma that made them susceptible. Well, that's where it's murky. Like, again, it's not not incredibly well thought out. (laughs) (laughs) So you admit it's shit. I'm not saying it's shit. I'm just saying it's not the best portrayal of grief I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I I wish that we had to spend a little bit more time with Sadie trying to connect with her dad. We get about two semi-aborted sequences. And I think part of it is that they come a little later in the film, at which point I really feel like the dad will character should be starting to come on board with what's going on a little like he's really resistant to acknowledging anything is happening for way too much of this film well because he's so grief stricken that he can't see oh things that are God, right in front of his face shut up that's just no that's just that, that, that that's the narrative shorthand and i got it <laughs> I'm just like, what is he doing for 90% of this movie? There's whole sequences where the girls are just seemingly at home alone, getting the shit scared out of them. And it's like, where is dad? Is he having nighttime clients? Is he out drinking? Like, I don't know. It it just feels like he's a character who shows up every once in a while. And then most of the time it's like, no, he's just not here. But we're not going to tell you anything more. Well, he says later in the film, like, I, I, he didn't say, I never wanted to be a dad. But he's like, I was never like the father figure type. And so when mom died, mm-hmm. I was not ready for this. Like, again, I get it. It's it's too easy. But like, that's your explanation as to why he's been the way he is this entire movie. Sure, I could understand the like, I don't really know how to connect with you or I'm not comfortable talking about my feelings for mom. But like, not... Oh, there's scary shit happening. I hear you screaming and I don't come. So would it have made it an easier pill to swallow for you if he was like, let's say um, an alcoholic father who was negligent? Maybe. At least it would kind of explain where he is for large portions of this film. Yeah, but he is a quote unquote seemingly well put together psychiatrist in this film. <laughs> right. Even like, oh, I, I was doing a house call. I was doing professional development. I was, Like just anything. Tell me where this man has been. <laughs> See, these are just such little nitpicks for me. I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. 